Filthy Henry, the Fairy Detective, Chapter 16. Shelley was frozen in place, surrounded by a strange grey fog. In fact, it wasn't just her. The entire city was covered in the grey fog, silent and unmoving. A freeze frame of the world. Filthy Henry looked over the railings at the still waters below. Nothing moved. He stepped back from the barrier and tried to focus on the fog. It was clearly magical in nature. Fog didn't normally freeze things in time, but what was causing it? Then the fairy detective smelled it. The faint odour of shamrocks in the air. All right, leprechaun, let's stop dicking around, Filthy Henry said. The king of the leprechauns popped into sight, sitting on one of the wooden benches with his legs dangling over the edge. Some multicoloured shamrocks fell from him like magical dandruff. He looked at Filthy Henry and frowned. I got your leerling, Leprechaun said, clicking his jaw. Lucky for you, I just happened to be nearby. Otherwise I would have teleported your half-breed arse to me. Not exactly the news I was looking for, by the way. What do you want from me? Filthy Henry asked, walking over to sit on the bench beside the Leprechaun. I've got a solid lead on the Mother Croc, and I was just about to go and see how good a lead that was. But you haven't got my croc back, he said. And time is running out for you, half-breed. I've decided that if you don't figure out who, how and where by the deadline, well, let's just say Dublin is going to get a surprise. Filthy Henry hated veiled threats. Almost as much as he hated subtle insults. He always figured, if you had something to say, just spit it out. Nobody enjoyed word games except couples and heated arguments over who was meant to buy a present for the in-laws. What would that be exactly? he asked. I am going to unleash the entire fairy world on the humans. Remove the barrier. Pretty much wipe the country clean to avoid having to worry about some humans stealing from the people again. Apricorn smiled and gave the fairy detective a cheeky little wink. But you can't do that. The rules. I'll screw the rules, Apricorn said jumping up so he was standing on the bench and looking Filthy Henry directly in the eyes. These maggots have broken the rules somehow, and nobody can figure it out. Ergo, they are to be dealt with accordingly. Now tell me what you know, or so help me. I don't care who your father is. I'll end you. Filthy Henry narrowed his eyes and glared at the leprechaun. The short arse had somehow figured out who Filthy Henry's father was decades ago, and lorded the information over him ever since. The fairy detective had long since made peace with not knowing. Things were as they were, and there was no changing them. He was a half-breed, plain and simple. But every time Leprechaun played the daddy card, it struck a nerve with the fairy detective. He gave some serious contemplation to summoning up some magical fire and burning the beard off the green-garbed git. But down that road, suicide lay. Leprechaun would be able to counter the spell and retaliate with a lot worse. Fine, Filthy Henry said. Just calm the hell down. No need to go ruining everything for everyone. The humans got inside your little fort because they had a fairy in them. They were able to see the world behind the mundane one. Impossible, Leprechaun said, 
dismissing the statement with a wave of his hand. You're the only freak that's ever survived. There's nothing alive that has a trace of fairy in them. No, you're 100% right, Filthy Henry agreed sarcastically. Shelley was able to see you the other day outside my office, without any magical help at all. You snobby git. Some humans still believe in magic beyond childhood. Hell, I was able to give her a proper fairy sight, and I'm only a half-breed. Looks like someone else figured out how to give humans without a hint of second sight the ability to see things as well. They gave them a potion. A potion? Filthy Henry could not resist smiling a little. Since fairies rarely had a need to augment their abilities and spells, they never dabbled with potions. But Filthy Henry knew that it was possible to create concoctions that would enhance powers or bestow limited gifts. He had learned it from a few druids that had managed to get their hands on some fairy ingredients, ones humans should not know about. A potion, mixed with the blood of a caught sea. They drank it, and it allowed them to see the fairy world for a while. It would eventually have worn off completely. Not like a human that has gone insane and can't control when and what they see of the fairy world. Hmm, Leprechaun said, looking thoughtfully at the ground. So my rainbow guard might not have been full of crap after all. He did say there was a caught sea smell coming off them, Filthy Henry said. It only stands to reason. They drank blood but were not fairies. Somebody out there has been doing their homework. They figured out a trick that many of us thought was impossible. Well that still doesn't explain how they got past the rainbow, Leprechaun said. Nothing can get past the rainbow. Before I pay you in full, you better have an answer for that. I don't care if you give me the mother crock with the thief sitting inside it. I want to know what the weakness is in an alarm spell that has worked for centuries. Filthy Henry shrugged. No problem, he said. Just as long as you don't forget about granting my wish. In fact, you'll have to do that before I tell you the security hole. Not that I don't trust you, of course. Apricorn frowned, clearly unhappy with the counter-negotiations taking place. All right. Fine. You can tell me as the wish takes place. That way, if I think you're pulling one of your legendary fast ones, I'll still have enough time to cancel the wish. Leprechaun looked over at the frozen Shelley. We're going to have to have a talk about this human female that you've decided to let see our world all the time as well. Can't be having two of you monkeys prying into things that are none of your concern. Now get back to work. You're wasting your time. The king of the leprechauns clicked his fingers and Filthy Henry was blinded by a bright white light. Shelley sat down on the nearest bench and sighed. She had been rejected by a few men in her time, but none had ever used magic to disappear just to avoid kissing her. At least not that she knew of. It took a real jerk to use magical advantage to not kiss a girl. Talk about bruising a person's ego. It was like having an anti-fairy tale romance. Jerk! Shelley shouted out into the night. Some passers-by gave her a wide berth and a strange look. There was a loud thump as something landed on the walkway in front of her. Shelley jumped up onto the bench. God damn it! The something said. My bloody back! Shelley stopped exercising her neck muscles trying to look for an escape route and looked at the something in front of her. Henry? Present! the fairy detective said, groaning. He rolled over to the railings at the riverside 
and hauled himself up to his feet. That little git never just shows up for a chat. It's all magic and pain with him. I'm going to have to start dealing with another leprechaun for loans from now on. Shelley stared at him, mouth open in surprise. What the hell happened to you? she said, climbing down from the bench and walking over to the fairy detective. She punched him in the shoulder, instantly regretting the random act of violence as her hands started hurting. Ouch, Billy Henry said, clutching his shoulder. What was that for? You just disappeared, Shelley said, clicking her fingers in front of her nose. Right when we were about to, you know, and we've got stokers running around trying to kill us. Oh, you were fine, Filthy Henry said. The stokers know the rules. They would have obeyed them. Worst case scenario. A new stoker would have been created and sent to get you. But sure, who'd be stupid enough to try that twice? Shelley glared at Filthy Henry. Well, where did you go? Rubbing at his shoulder, Filthy Henry glanced up at Shelley and then found something very interesting to look at by his feet. This was the same effect her glare had on most people of a male persuasion. It was one of the tricks she had inherited from her mother, something that was fondly referred to in the family as the guilty glare. I didn't go anywhere, Filthy Henry said. Apricon pulled me a second out of sync with the real world to have a little chat. He's getting impatient and wants results soon. Otherwise he's planning on showing the world that fairy folk are real, right before he kills every human he sees. Apparently the little Egypt decided to put me back a few minutes ahead. Hence why it seemed like I just vanished. Shelley let the glare ease as the reality of what Filthy Henry had said sunk in. He can do that, can he? Filthy Henry shrugged, wincing straight afterwards and rubbing his punched shoulder harder. My God, you've a solid punch. Look, we need to get this mother croc thing sorted before the end of the night or all hell is going to break loose. An impatient leprechaun is a stupid leprechaun. I don't have enough magical powers to enforce the rules against an army of stokers. But I don't want to go taking on stokers without some form of backup either. So what do we do? Go get some help from your fairy friends? The fairy detective laughed and shook his head. Nope, he said. We go shopping. I need to get some big guns. Druids had been really popular in ancient Ireland during the Celtic times. They had been regarded as wise men that knew a few things about things common people had no clue about. Another topic they knew stuff about, but a lesser documented fact, was magic. Captured magic to be precise, since a human body cannot naturally channel the energies without running the risk of being destroyed. Trying to impress a girl by conjuring fireballs is all well and good but if the end result is a mild case of death instead of some serious cootie infection, then what's the point? But if a fairy is captured, the one thing they will try to do is barter for their freedom. So druids made a hobby of capturing fairies, using whatever means they could come up with to create the perfect trap. Afterwards the fairy would have to divulge secrets and tricks to the druid, allowing the human to perform very limited amounts of magic in a safely controlled fashion that had been borrowed from the fairy. This gave rise to the belief that druids had magical abilities. All they really had were some enchanted stones that tapped into the powers of the fairy they had locked in their secret caves. Filthy Henry had found all of this fascinating growing up, 
and actively sought out modern-day Druids. These hippie-like descendants of the once great and mighty Druids now used what their ancestors had passed along to sell enchanted objects. A black market for the magical consumer, as it were. Filthy Henry had found that using these objects sometimes helped to bolster his magical energy, or allowed him to carry around a powerful spell stored up that cost him nothing to cast. Plus druids had a lovely habit of collecting religious objects as well. Some holy water and crucifixes were always handy to have when you went up against stokers. Even if the stoker was Jewish, they tended to stay away from the cross held in front of them. It was some sort of strange physiological condition every stoker was afflicted with. Why are we standing outside a magic shop on Parliament Street? Shelley asked. These places just sell healing stones and tarot cards and all that rubbish. I told you, Filthy Henry said. We needed to go shopping. You know of another place in Dublin that sells magically enhanced objects? Shelley looked at the shop front. True, it was not much to look at from the outside. But then it didn't get much better on the inside either. The outside had been painted in a puke green colour with the name of the shop sprayed in gold over the door. Crystals and charms hung in the window, along side posters advertising tarot card readings and communes with dearly departed family members. There was also an offer currently on. Half-priced junior magician kits, now with two plastic wands. This is where you go to get the big guns? Ah, just shut up already, Filthy Henry said. I don't go judging where you buy your magical items, do I? He headed towards the door, pushed it open and stepped inside as a little bell jingled over his head. I don't buy magical items, Shelley said, following him inside and closing the door behind her. Filthy Henry ignored her and greeted the empty shop. Hello! Coming, coming, a voice called from further back in the store. Inside the store was gloomy, barely lit by overhead lights. Some displays of books had lights on them, but more to illuminate what was for sale instead of the shop itself. A veritable maze of stands littered the shop floor, each one holding random objects ranging from coloured stones to sticks of wood. Those are meant to be wands, Shelley whispered, pointing at the wooden sticks. Filthy Henry went to answer, but the store owner appeared from behind a bookcase, smiling at the pair of them. He was dressed in a long flowing grey robe and was as bald as the babies behind. Hanging around his neck was a large medallion with what looked like Celtic designs inscribed into it. It was obvious by the extra weight he was carrying that the man was not afraid to ask for second helpings. Or fifth ones for that matter. Drew, Filthy Henry said in a cheery tone, holding out his arms wide and walking towards the store owner to hug him. Get out. Drew said, his eyes growing wide at the sight of the fairy detective. Drew the Druid? Shelley asked, sniggering. Zip it, Filthy Henry hissed back at her. Drew, come on, there's no need to be like that. Drew the Druid walked over to a counter with a cash register on it and sat down on a stool, crossing his arms and frowning. You said you were only going to borrow. Borrow that vial of dragon flame. Next thing I know, I've no eyebrows, my car is on fire, and there's an angry puka haunting my flat. Plus, let's not forget, the vial of dragon flame was destroyed in the process. Well, now your eyebrows match your head, Filthy Henry said with a smile. 
That was the problem with borrowing things from people who were good at holding a grudge. If you ever came back and asked for another favour, it usually reminded them of what happened the last time, resulting in a rapid response, generally of the negative variety. Get out, Drew said once more, emphasising the request by gesturing towards the door. Filthy Henry turned around and held out his hand in front of Shelley. Quick, give me whatever money you have on you. Why? Because I need more money. Just use your spell. He's a druid, not an idiot. I hand him fairy-made money and he'll see right through it. Well, I haven't got any money on me, Shelley said. So you'll have to come up with something else. A groan was required, so Filthy Henry groaned and rolled his eyes. Drew, he said, turning back around. I need supplies. You're the only shop in town. Come on, mate. I am not your mate, Drew the Druid said. Shelley budged past the ferry detective and marched straight across the shop floor towards the Druid behind the counter. Before the man had a minute to react, she reached over, grabbed him by the collar of his robe and hauled him over the counter so that their noses touched. Listen here, you strange little man. I've had about as much as I can of this freaky world I've been dragged into, so give him whatever the hell he wants and I will make sure that he is gone from here within five seconds. Otherwise, I'm going to beat you more bald than you could possibly imagine. Look, fine, 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 Drew said, squirming in Shelley's grasp and trying to push her away. Whatever he wants, but only because I want you out of the store along with him. You're both barred from now on. The fairy detective put his hands into his trouser pockets and strolled nonchalantly up to the counter. Shelley released the druid from her grip, forcing him back on a stool to shove. So what do you need? Drew asked Filthy Henry, keeping an eye on Shelley for any sudden movements. I need four bottles of holy water, two crucifixes blessed by the holy hat wearer himself, some enchanted garlic and a line of store credit. Drew narrowed his eyes and glared at Filthy Henry. Okay, the fairy detective said with a smile. We can do without the garlic. Filthy Henry, the Fairy Detective is a novel by Derek Power. Other Filthy Henry novels are currently available to buy on Amazon Kindle. This audiobook version was narrated by Niall Milton. <laughs>